This is Stormtrooper 1. In case you were just way too busy to listen to our last show, this is what you missed. I believe he's most famously known from Game of Thrones. Yes, as uh, Oberyn. Yes, and he's good, convincing actor. And I just want to say, it's about fucking time us Mexicans have some time. <laughs> I mean, we have Cassie and Andor play, being played by Diego Luna, and now we have Pedro Pascal. Oh, what the... Yeah, the Star Wars future's looking bright, and it's Mexican. It's all Mexican. It's all Latin. It's all Latin America. <laughs> Pass me a taco and a lightsaber. <laughs> Mandalorians will now become Mexican. Orderly. <laughs> so stupid. Warning from the back to tank contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue. We would be honored if you would join us. How are you feeling? Your latest workups on your condition indicate that all damage has been reversed. Recovery is total. I believe you have been quite fortunate. No further thanks are necessary, Commander, but you are most welcome. It is my function and pleasure as a metaphor to help and heal human beings. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Star Wars from the Back to Tank. Hello, David. Hello, everyone. All right. So we have some things to get through today. It's been a little quiet on the Star Wars front. Lots of rumors, some ridiculous, some <laughs> maybe founded on some truths, but mostly, I think, found on, on falsities. Like, it's just not real. It can't be. It right can't now. be real. In fact, we're going to start a segment later today towards the end of the show called um, Ridiculous Rumors from the Outer Rim. And we're going to get into them because, as you know, I don't really want to get in to uh, potential leaks. Yeah, just because it's, it's just why create this entire discussion around something where there's probably zero, zero truth. Ch- zero truth to it. I mean, like, remember the leaks in Force Awakens? We were gonna, right. We are going to have Luke Skywalker's hand floating in space. <laughs> right. <laughs> so... We're going to do our part to kind of separate the more realistic rumors that we'll always talk about on our show from the ridiculousness. But at the same time, because we're Star Wars show and we discuss everything, we do need to bring it up. I just don't like people thinking we feel like it's even remotely true. However, hey. We don't want to miss it, because what if it ends up being true? No matter how fake it may be, Amidala coming back to life, uh, Lando suddenly having a daughter because someone's also black like him. <laughs> I mean, let's forget the the subtle racism of that. Because everyone who's black is related to Lando. They're not, Dave? They're not? You mean all black people in the universe is not connected to Lando? Well, remember, there, they, they, there are people out there that still say Finn, the big surprise is going to be Finn is related to Lando. Yeah. And I'm um, like, Wow. Yeah, guys, did you guys not learn anything from watching Get Out? I mean, casual racism is the worst form of racism. <laughs> it is. It's when you it don't is. even realize you're being racist, right? I yeah, mean, absolutely. A few black jokes, a few Mexican jokes, eh, all in good fun because it's humor. It's called humor. But when you're just a casual son of a bitch, there's a special place in hell for you, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. 
or a special place at the bottom of Mustafar's lava pits. Let's bring it back to Star Wars, right, Dave? Oh, absolutely. Okay, so we have some things that we want to get into. Number one, the world is getting angry about... When I say the world, I mean the Star Wars world, Dave. Let's be real here. There's so many people getting upset about a recent comic book depiction of Han Solo. Uh, personally, I think it works, especially when it's an obvious tribute to Ben Swallow and The Last Jedi. Yes. Uh, but there's a lot of people on social media right now <laughs> that just have lost their minds. They've lost their minds over a, a picture of a dude with his shirt off. I'm like, calm down, bro. Calm down. And I don't know if they're doing it on purpose, you know, to be facetious because of. Uh, the whole movement against showing the skin of women, especially in the new era of Star Wars. However, the dudes are showing their their bare chests. I don't know what the deal is. But I went through the hashtags for the latest release of this Marvel comic. And I was pretty surprised and I shouldn't be surprised at this point. I should I should I should have I should come to expect stupidity at this point right <laughs> i think so too yeah but there's people that are literally upset saying this is ridiculous i don't know what they're trying to do why do we have to have just not just one but two nude scenes with han solo because apparently also in the solo adaptation they released the second one and yes. they're in the scene where he's taking a shower with chewy do you want him to take a shower with his clothes on is that how we take showers david do we take showers with our clothes on exactly if you're a forever nude then yes you do or a never nude that's what it's called right from uh from arrested development oh yeah a, yeah. a never nude a never if, nude if you're a never nude then yes you probably do take showers with uh some sexy denim cut off shorts and, and then do you do you realize that basically solo that was actually one of the funnier scenes in solo where he's just standing there and he's getting clean with chewbacca yeah and he's like he looks up at it and says you think we could have done this one at a time? <laughs> it was funny. It was for the purpose of humor. Funny. And never mind the fact that uh, there were people that even thought that was a gay, suggestive scene. Like, that's an innuendo. Oh, they're making Chewie and Han gay. I'm like, no, it's a funny moment. It's a funny moment between two buddies. It's called levity. Look it up. It's called buddy cop. Or it's like it's buddy cop humor. Hey, every once in a while, Dave, everybody takes showers with their homie every once in a while, right? Growing up. <laughs> Listen, I'm not saying it's normal. I'm saying it was for the purpose of humor, okay? Yeah. And the beautiful- I mean, you're not going to find David and I taking a shower in the back to tank together. We're just not no, going to no. do it. We can't share a back to tank. I mean- no. I mean, we make jokes, but listen, we each have our own back to tank and we say, computer, please uh, create tent mode. And then nobody <laughs> sees our nudity. No one sees it. Yeah. You know, it, it's like a fog. But dude, like literally what I saw, I mean, not like you're going to see anything anyways. I'm hung like a Ken doll. So, I mean, (laughs) I'm Asian. So, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I have no, I have no horse in this race, but but the, but when I first saw this, you're hung like a horse fly, (laughs) fly, (laughs) fly. (laughs) When I first saw this, I actually read the comic and the scene actually made freaking sense. That's why I was like, going. people are losing their mind after one image, not reading the context. Yeah, and I'm fair, so I read everyone's thoughts. I don't just read the opening like sentence of their tweet or their Facebook post. And these are older gentlemen and they should understand Star Wars first off because now I'll be honest, one of my biggest problems is the lack of skin, period. 
in this new Star Wars. And I'm not saying I want. Listen, we have Pornhub and, you know, triple for porn nowadays. So I don't need to see bikini clad women. It's just not a thing. This isn't the 80s. Yeah, it's uh, if you want to see nude women, it's a simple uh, type in your keyboard and you're there at the at the tips of your your fingers. Right. It's right there. All yeah. porn It's very easy. So I'm not saying I want to, but let, let us not forget. And these older gentlemen should know this. The, the very inspiration of of Star Wars. Yes, a, there has been George Lucas pulled a lot of different things, but George Lucas pulled a lot from the pulp novels. Now, if yeah. anybody knows anything about pulp, it's sleazy. There's a lot of bare chested individuals. If you see the the uh, the if you go look up the very first poster that came out for Star Wars A New Hope back. I, I don't even 1976, I believe, when they were promoting it. It's very reminiscent of the Edgar Rice Burroughs pulp covers. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Edgar Rice Burroughs, Conan. Mark Hamill or Luke Skywalker has his lightsaber pointed towards the sky. His chest is is bare. He's super muscly. He has, he has tons of rips and, yeah. and, and cuts, abs. Uh, Princess Leia is hanging on his leg. It's very, it's very much in the vein of the pulps. The pulps. That's the inspiration. So, yes, I argue the fact that we should bring that back because that's what Star Wars is built on is the pulps. It is. It so, honestly is. So don't get mad. Don't get mad when a woman is uh, is dressed sleazy and don't get mad when a dude is shirtless because if anything, I haven't had a chance to read the comic yet, this issue, but looking at the pages that you see all over the internet on these articles that even articles are posting complaints saying it was awkward. Like, is it awkward? Are you really that uncomfortable to see a man without a shirt on? Is it that weird? And, and you have to, honestly, it gives context to Leia falling in love with Han. And also the, the parallels between Ray and Ben Solo in last Jedi and, and seeing it in this comic book, I thought it was a clever way to, to pay tribute or at least connect, you know, the parallel love that, again, I don't know the direction that they're taking Ray and Ben's story in episode nine, obviously, but obviously what we got was a glimpse of a, a bit of a love story in Last Jedi. Agree or disagree? I know that's no, debatable. It's debatable, but I do agree with your point that there is this context between Ray and and Kylo Ren that we're like going, okay, they have to be getting together, right? Because... There seems to be some kind of relationship between the two. Yeah. So I had no problem with that comic book. I think it's a little ridiculous when people are up in arms about something as silly as that, especially when, again, uh, remembering the inspirations of Star Wars and the pulps, which are sleazy. I felt like that that depiction of Han Solo with the axe cutting wood was was uh, a page ripped from the pulps. I loved it. I thought it was cool. And when I first saw it, I'm like, well, what did you guys expect Hansel to look like without a shirt on. You want him to be like just totally out of shape and dad bod? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. That, that ain't he's, sexy. He's he's supposed to be the badass. He's supposed to be the, the coolest guy in the galaxy. Let's complain about real things. Let's complain about poor written scripts, poorly written episodes of TV shows. Let's let's complain about the academic nature of certain things of, yeah. in Star Wars. Let's not complain about trivial things like Han Solo nude. I couldn't believe the, the tweets I was reading. There were dudes literally saying, I'm really uncomfortable. I'm really uncomfortable reading this. I'm like, what? You're uncomfortable because Han Solo is turning you on. Yeah, pro- maybe that's why. <laughs> Are you getting aroused, bro? You get aroused, bro? It's okay. It's Han Solo. Do you want to dip in the back to tank with me? <laughs> <laughs> 
You want to go where Chewie may have gone? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> oh now we're just being assholes. <laughs> All right. So George Lucas wrote about Anakin building C-3PO in 1977, according to Screen Rant. And in parentheses, it says sort of. Now, I like this article here. Because anytime we could, they can shed or we can pull some. Some new information from one of our insight. Yes. Some insight from one of our favorite movies series or movie franchise of all time you know 40 some years later and we're still finding things i i'm excited it gets me giddy now according to this article george lucas originally conceived the idea to have anakin skywalker build c-3po shortly after the original star wars movie was released in 1977 even though the original movie which was only later renamed new hope debuted in a handful of theaters it was later expanded nationwide and became one of the most successful movie releases okay well i hate when articles tell you the obvious like we we know does anybody not know that it's captain obvious yeah i hate that all right, so Lucas Star Wars' sequel eventually became known as Empire Strikes Back. Okay, but before Lucas began developing the ideas for the second Star Wars movie, uh, particularly the early script drafts with uh, Lee Beckett, he had recorded his ideas about the overarching Star Wars galaxy with Carol Teitelman, yes, who was Lucasfilm's uh, Lucas's director of publications at the time, and those ideas focused primarily on the main characters, Princess Leia, Han Solo, and even C-3PO, who were introduced in A New Hope. Now, Lucas, even though he didn't specifically say Anakin, he did role-play in this conversation, and he recorded it, and he played C-3PO in this recording, as he role-played with Titleman. And I'm going to read what was actually said, okay? He says, as C-3PO, I'm about 112 years old and have had about a 40 have had about 43 masters i was made in a robotic factory on the planet Alpha, which is one of the outland regions in the third sector of the galactic empire uh before i was assigned to the core of alderaan roughly 20 years ago i was in one of the sub emissaries in the granicus system i was working in the embassy for one of the third liaison officers at the time uh, let me skip through this because this is getting rather boring okay Yes, I was lucky to be totally reassembled by a young boy working for a junk dealer. After several years, I gained new coverings and became as good as new. Now, that's the part there. This article is uh, obviously talking about. Now, obviously, they didn't mention the young boy's Anakin, but that goes to show you the 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 way Lucas mapped out his Star Wars story and. Anybody that says that Lucas never had, I know there's a new movement saying Lucas didn't have everything planned out. You can tell. And yes, you don't know everybody's story arc and how the story is going to completely unfold, but you have a basis and you have a general idea of how you want this galaxy's story to be told. Yeah. And it goes to show you how he did stay true to a lot of his original things, even way back in 1977. And he just made some tweaks, made the young boy Anakin and Anakin worked for a junk dealer. So I like seeing things like that again, 40 plus years later. And we get the insight of, of something so um, creative insight into the creative process of a mastermind like George Lucas and to see how he even, he cared so much about the story and how it was mapped out. And he didn't want to lose any of his ideas that he even role played as the character and recorded it. Yeah. I mean, that's what a creator does. You don't want to lose those thoughts. You record it, you put it down, you and then it, you, you go back to it. You have to. 
Yes. And then you go back to it and it's there if you need it. And sometimes you never go back to it. And that's the beautiful thing about some of our best writers out there and and story developers is sometimes you create backstories that nobody else knows but you. But you. But they're used to help create this real character because even though you may, us, the audience may never see some of these backstory elements if they're there the character is more real to the writer and because of that it comes off as a more real character that's more relatable to audiences on that screen and the thing thing i like about this too is actually showing the fact that lucas was a brilliant creator a lot of people give him give him crap as a writer recently yes as a creator i mean the the techniques that he underwent to actually create the Star Wars galaxy is amazing. He wrote down stuff. He he would talk to stuff. He would record stuff. He would pre-record. There, there's some reports that he would actually pre-record stuff while draw while uh, while drunk while drawing. I forgot who the artist was that actually helped him come up with a lot of the concepts. Ralph McQuarrie. Ralph McQuarrie. Yeah. Ralph McQuarrie said that Lucas was always by his side, and he would. Call Ralph McQuarrie and say, hey, I got this idea. Can you actually put this down on paper for me? And he would tell him. Yeah. And Ralph McQuarrie said, Lucas was very, very, you know, unappreciated when it came to the technique as a creator. And it's funny when when I read this uh, article because I was like going, that's an atypical technique that writers, a lot of writers, a lot of people don't know this. A lot of writers do. They role play as their characters to kind of get through writer's block. Yeah. To get it out on their out of their head. Now, just to kind of bring us all down for a moment, Dave, this is one reason why, and I'm very positive about the new era of Star Wars. And I'm not one of those people that complained about Disney or even complains about Disney now, but that's the downfall of a corporate manufactured franchise. You don't have that. You don't have that singular creative voice who is deeply passionate about not just the immediate project but the overall story who who's there writing these ideas down because he is at the gym or he's eating lunch and he suddenly has this epiphany uh, this great idea and he's like you know what i need to get this down i need to write it down and i may not go to it in the next three or four years but i may use it in 15 years with manufactured franchises like these uh, that's uh, literally on a conveyor belt there's something that's lost and, and i I mean, and that it remains to be seen whether or not Star Wars will suffer from that. And I know we do have a lot of creative minds now involved. We have some great people involved. We have J.J. Abrams. We had Rian Johnson in Last Jedi. I mean, again, he's debatable whether or not he's a fantastic creative mind, but I'll throw him in the mix. Uh, there's a lot of fans of The Last Jedi out there. You have Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni. You have Hiltalgo, uh, Pablo Hidalgo. Of course, you have Kathleen Kennedy. You have a lot of people, and I know I'm missing a lot, so please forgive me out there. But we have these very passionate, creative individuals involved. Yes. But will it amount to the same thing that Lucas did when this was his life? This was his world. It was his. And whenever you have ownership of something like this, you always do it better or at least I don't want to say do it better, but you, uh, there's more passion. There's and more when, passion and, and, when it comes from the source. Right. So that's one thing that kind of discourages me just a bit 
with Lucas not being involved, that we're not going to have these types of stories anymore. We're not going to have the, you know, at one point, this is what we were going to do because this was planned 40 years ago while I was taking a shit. And I wrote it down on a post-it note. I can I can understand your point when thinking about it because, like, it's one of those things that I think a lot of people – have a problem with star wars a lot of creative even even down to let's bring it down to even something really fast dave let's compare it to something like this who had more passion making marvel content stan lee or disney making marvel movies they're making movies to make money right yes stan lee had passion he He was a he was a man that wanted to write he was a creative yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? There? Oh no, absolutely. Because it's it's really hard to follow up on someone's work because you're constantly like, look at Dave Filoni. Filoni gave up, came up with some fantastic story arcs and some fantastic ideas through Clone Wars and Rebels, but he would always defer. And this is well reported. He would always defer. What do you think, George? And he would ask George Lucas. He would take ideas of George Lucas and run with it. And it's been well documented that that's what was one of the strengths of Filoni was the fact that he was almost kind of like a, a prodigy to uh, of George Lucas when it came to Star Wars. Yeah. And it's and, really difficult to follow up after the source. And possibly the silver lining in all of this is. Is the people Disney put in charge, the people that Lucasfilm put in charge, like J.J. Abrams, like Ryan Johnson, like. Gareth Edwards and uh, John Favaro and Dave Filoni. Ron Howard. Ron Howard. Howard, Yes. Can't forget Ron Howard. Um, People like Lawrence Kasdan, people that are passionate about the project, passionate about Star Wars, grew up with it. Either they were fans or they actually grew up side by side working with Lucas. So far, so good. I feel like they have made the right choices. Again, my own personal opinion. I don't include Ryan Johnson in that. But for the most part, we've received some very great product from people who were passionate about it. So maybe that's a silver lining, making sure Lucasfilm will always put in the the right people that are truly passionate and they're not just there to collect a paycheck um, because they know it'll make their career or extend their career. But you're right though. The biggest question is, will they ever come up with a original creative idea that George Lucas would never have thought of and make it star Wars that's the that's the, I mean you bring up a really good valid point about like you know we always talked about there's always those fanboys that say we miss George Lucas now because we we want him back directing all the movies and I'm like going I think I understand now why those people miss George yeah because, I get it no don't get me wrong Dave I totally get it yeah I just don't think. I don't think we can't have good Star Wars without him. Without him. But honestly, we won't know for sure until time has passed. And not just a few years, a lot of years, unfortunately. And I don't feel like we will even know until the damage is done, if there is any damage. Does that make sense? Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to uh, some Mandalorian news. I'm liking that we're getting more Mandalorian news each and every week. Now, this has not been confirmed. Some people say it has, according to Fansided. They confirm that sources have have said that Carl Weathers, Carl Weathers, 
will be joining the Mandalorian as part of the cast. And if you guys don't know who he is, shame on you. I mean, that's Apollo Creed right there. That's Apollo Creed. That's right. According to reports, Carl Weathers has gone from mere speculation and rumor over his involvement in Star Wars The Mandalorian to confirmation. Pretty solid confirmation. By sources on set. Again, I, I never... I never really know if we can trust sources on set because number one, those sources on set are assholes. Yes, if are. you're leaking stuff like this, you're a fucking asshole and you don't deserve your position because these things are are under wraps for a reason. But thankfully, for the purpose of the show, we can discuss. We can discuss. The first ever Star Wars live action TV series, Star Wars The Mandalorian, is really starting to pick up pace with involvement of Game of Thrones actor Pedro Pascal, confirmation of Deadpool's Gina Carano casting, connections with Rogue One, and more. It's no wonder that the anticipation is all high already. And now, according to fans cited, and now we have Carl Weathers' involvement confirmed by sources to add to the hype. Those sources come via marking, marking? Isn't it making Star Wars? Making Star Wars. Yeah, good job, typo. (laughs) Good job, editor. Yeah, hold on a second. Now it's all fucked up. Uh, The sources coming via making Star Wars, who were first to speculate over the involvement of the actor in the made-for-Disney streaming service series, discussing his involvement in their now, this is podcasting episode 248. It was still at their point it's still, this guy does not know how to write. Oh, my God. Proofread. <laughs> Who's your editor? <laughs> I'm going to cast you to hell. <laughs> Send demons See? at you. See? <laughs> so since then, making Star Wars has managed to get firm and reliable confirmation, not only of his involvement, but that he has already shot several scenes of Star Wars The Mandalorian. Uh, that is, unfortunately, as much information as we can get now. This article, you know what, I, David, I never, ever, you didn't send this to me, but I'm going to blame you anyways. <laughs> never send me anything from dark side of the force again, please, because they don't right. know. They how, are on the blacklist. Yes. If you can't proofread your content, you don't deserve to write. Right. <laughs> you belong in the same dungeon as Ryan Johnson. Go back to blogging. <laughs> All right. So how do you feel about Carl Weathers being involved with Dude. the Mandalorian? Is he too much of a recognizable face to be in Star Wars? Because, you know, that's something you and I always discuss about a lot of Star Wars movies and rumors about actors that we never really want those familiar faces because it sometimes pulls you out. But honestly, though, dude, I think that this is a really great casting because while, yes, he is a quote unquote well-known commodity Carl Weathers is a very good actor. Oh, he's yeah. A, he's, he's he's really well. Excellent actor. He's very good. And if uh, besides like his moments in Rocky and you had him in The Predator. He's been in a lot of things. He's been in a lot of things. He's been working pretty but, uh, steady for 30-some years. Uh, this is no knock on him. I would not consider him like a big box office name, though. No, he's that's not. Why, that's why I'm, I'm But he's I'm happy a household name. He's a household I, I, name. I think with certain demos, I think uh, age 30 and up possibly, right? Yeah. And that's why I'm like thinking that this is a good get for the uh, for the cast because like obviously the Mandalorian is going to be tailored towards that older demographic. Yeah. So if you get someone like a Carl Weathers who can 
I'm excited to see what he what character he's going to play. If if this is true, I want to see what he can pull off because Carl Weathers is one of those. I hope it's not just a cameo. Like I, if he's if they're going to bring Carl Weathers and give him a, a give fair him shot, give him, give him something, something to sink his teeth in. Let's see Carl Weathers you know, play the role of the lifetime and finally shake off the Apollo Creed funk, even though, even though I don't want to call it funk, Apollo dude, Creed was an amazing so character. Charismatic. He is charismatic. He is so charismatic. What if he's related to Lando? I mean, what, what if he's <laughs> I tried uh, to stay away from that? No, no, I'm just saying, what if Apollo Creed's like Lando's brother? Because he's, he's black. But, well, yeah. Um, according to some people, all black people are related in, uh, in Star in Star Wars. Wars. Uh, I th- I think he might end up being Finn's father uh and uh <laughs> and uh Lando's brother that that means Finn is Lando's nephew. <laughs> what happens if they do actually do that? I am probably going to throw my popcorn at the screen. I'm like, "Oh, you, <laughs> you, you son of a bitch. You you sons of bitches." <laughs> you find out Carl Weathers is Finn's father. Oh my god. That would be just I, I would throw the popcorn at the screen go, you asshole. Yeah. All right. So an early Star Wars image proves that Luke Skywalker's twist in The Last Jedi was planned from the beginning. All right. Uh, this has been now leaked, or I don't, I don't want to say leaked, but posted all over the internet, and we have not had a chance to get to it yet. And it's definitely worthy of our discussion. Apparently, the original concept for Luke was very, very different. And obviously, this is something we, we've spoken about various times throughout our discussion since Last Jedi premiered almost a year ago. JJ had another direction planned for Luke Skywalker, right? Yeah. Okay. But apparently, it was even different and more darker than JJ had originally had planned as well. And it had its stamp of approval from George Lucas way back in 2013. According to this article and various other sources, Star Wars The Last Jedi finally revealed, of course, an older and wiser Luke Skywalker, decades after we last saw him in Return of the Jedi. Um, Luke is a darker character, according to various sources. He's no longer the bright-eyed boy on Tatooine after getting portrayed by one of his students. Luke cut himself off in the Force. He went to exile. Okay, we know this. Now, there's a new image, an early image from 2013 from Christian Alsman, a concept design supervisor at Lucasfilm, and it shows a darker Luke Skywalker that was actually planned for The Force Awakens. On his Instagram post, Alsman posted a picture of a concept design of Luke Skywalker with the caption, my first image I made for Star Wars The Force Awakens. This was January of 2013. Luke was being described as a Colonel Kurtz type hiding from the world in a cave. This image was, of course, made long before The Force Awakens and was released in 2015. uh, When even that early, writers were comparing Luke Skywalker to Marlon Brando's, okay, iconic character from Apocalypse Now. Yes. Kurtz, as you'll remember from the Francis Ford Coppola classic, was a brutal and ruthless leader who went insane while isolated in the jungle of Cambodia. Given his description, writers had originally intended Skywalker to be much darker than what we end up seeing in The Last Jedi. Also, what's interesting about Alsman's post is George Lucas also weighed in and approved this depiction of Skywalker. 
Well, it made sense too, because like when you think about it, the way that Lucas originally wanted to portray Luke was the hero. And afterwards, if you notice a lot of Star Wars stories before Disney took over and did the whole uh, retcon of the extended uh, extended universe, the concept of Luke was actually a hero that was getting used to a new world. And it was very dark. There would be dark moments in the, in the expanded universe where Luke's morality would be in question all the time. Yeah. And I thought that that... I I thought that they, they would continue that on in in uh in the new movies to some degree they did but I just think it it was just the execution the execution of last jedi just made it fall flat Yeah this article says this should work as unequivocal proof that haters that Ryan haters that Ryan Johnson's depiction of Luke Skywalker was not a massive screw up but a complex character arc that had been planned from the beginning No no it was a massive screw up <laughs> No 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 nobody nobody is saying this is what I and I hate repeating myself but I'm going to for every article we discuss we have to rebuttal it No one okay the people that are bitching about the last jedi if the movie was well written I don't think anybody would would really have complained at this level. Absolutely. About Luke Skywalker. Yes. The problem was not what they did with Luke Skywalker, even though people point to that because they're upset about the movie in general. They're aggravated with the story and how the movie just feels uh, jarring and superficial and nothing feels complete. It feels like we saw just like the tip of the iceberg and nothing ever really is really fleshed out except for maybe Kylo Ren. Even Ray was a little was shallow in this movie so the problem isn't luke skywalker although people may think that but if the movie was written exceptional i don't think anybody would be pointing at luke saying oh i didn't like what they did with him i don't like what they did with him it it goes down to the writing period that's that's all it's about it's not about the darker image it's not about the fact that he went from a character that was uh full of hope to this cynical uh, person that we saw in Last Jedi, I felt like it worked. I, for one, I didn't have an issue with what they did with Luke Skywalker. I felt like it was one of the strengths of the movie. It would have been nice to see him stay around a little longer, but overall, I didn't have a problem with the, with the way they handled Luke Skywalker. It was just the overall story and, of of The Last Jedi. And you got to take into the, the fact that you're dealing with a story in which one of Luke's most trusted students turns on him and kills his entire order. Yeah. You I, think Luke is going to actually be happy about it that? It would have made sense if he went to a very dark place. He would go to a dark place. Like he did in this movie. Yeah. So, the, the problem was, the, the overall problem is the execution. And, and that's it. It's the execution. And that goes back to, and I hate that we're still talking about this, this shit. And obviously we're going to be talking about it for the next fucking 30 years. Well, you know but, what's sad is like, when I first read this article, I'm like going, why do people always have to come up with articles that defend the last Jedi? Yeah. Just let it go. Yeah, just let it go. Let it go. Yeah. It, it's out there. It's out there for the public. You know, you can't go back and remake it as much as your fan fanboy inside fanboy out there wants to. You can't. The, the, so the, the biggest problem, the reason why it was so it's not okay. The problem is, is that, over 30 years went by and we the last time we saw Luke was this man full of hope, right? Full of hope and optimism. And then 30 years later we see him again for the first time and the, we see him for the first time in 30 years and he's completely different. He's done a 180. And um 
Without any context. Without any real context or true story development on Luke Skywalker, we hear about it through exposition. We hear that he tried to create this new Jedi Order and he made a mistake. And in the heat of uh, of in, inner confusion and turmoil, he turned his lightsaber towards his nephew because he was thinking he was evil and he didn't want to be responsible for the rise of another Vader. All of that makes sense. The problem is, is it just wasn't fleshed out enough. And that's yeah. why so many people found it hard to swallow, swallow. Yeah. And that's it. All right. Enough on this, please. I, I got to move on from Last Jedi Shed. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're going to go to a quick break. And then when we get back, we're going get in. We're going to get into ridiculous rumors from the Outer Rim. We'll be right back. Get more Star Wars discussions every month with the Back to Tank Patreon exclusive shows. From Star Wars comics and book reviews to speculative discussions and breakdowns. All when you pledge to our Patreon page. What? Go to patreon.com slash Digital for more details. As you wish. The Rain Man Show. The Rain Man Show. A woman has shot herself while using Snapchat. <laughs> Rightfully so. Rightfully so. Please tell me she's dead. Jesus. Hey, I second that. I second that. No, if you're stupid enough to take a selfie with a gun that has live ammunition in it. Yes. And it goes off. Darwinism. Well, they took the gun filter away, so she had to use a real gun. gun. (laughs) Foolishly playing with her uncle's 40 caliber pistol when she pulled the trigger and shot her cell phone. Unfortunately, she's dead. Caliber's not a small rat. Powell suffered What's going on over there? I'm just Snapchatting, Dad. (laughs) I'm just Snapchatting. (laughs) Come on, Quantum Leap song. I'm trying to find out how your Snapchat gets home. Please hurry up with the Snapchat, Debbie. She came. <laughs> <laughs> For more Rain Man, visit RainManShow.com. What are you looking at, nerd? Huh? I thought I was looking at my mother's old douchebag, but that's in Ohio. <laughs> Geek Out Saturday. But at the same time, then you wouldn't have this feeling that, okay, so Lucifer's just what? Sitting on his hands and knees? With King Shark. You're getting, I was getting, getting a, a shark, shark tattoo. tattoo. And like, what I watched the episode after. the way it ended. I mean, you end it with Ray climbing the mountain, holding out the lightsaber to Luke. And Funny Luke that some of my favorite westerns are coming from the Euro countries. Mm-hmm. To this day, directors and writers are able to bring the heat in terms of American... Yeah, I mean, don't be me wrong, Mad Max was really good, but they washed out a lot of it to kind of hide the special effects that they were doing. Yeah. And that's fine. Catch up on your favorite Rain Man digital geek shows every Saturday. DC on CW, Back to Tank, Weird West Radio, The Crossroads, and more. Geek Out Saturday on Rain Man Channel 001. Listen for the Rain Man digital app or tune in. Just search RM Channel 001.
back, everybody, to Star Wars from the Back to Tank. If you want to find us on iTunes, if you miss any part of this broadcast, you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Just search Star Wars from Back to Tank. Please leave us reviews. Uh, tell us you love us, you hate us. Uh, but please don't give us one star. It just doesn't, doesn't that, work out. That makes us very angry. You actually prevent us from being seen by people. If you <laughs> give us four or five stars, it helps our show pop up on the feeds that much more. So please do it and do it now. All right, Dave. So are you ready for this ridiculous rumor <laughs> segment? Let, let's see how this works because, okay. you know, for first off, let's just set the table once again. Everyone knows, I think at this point, Dave, that I hate those ridiculous rumors and I try not to cover them in our shows. Yes. But then people send me messages like, dude, did you see this? You didn't talk about that. I'm like, well, because it's ridiculous. Because <laughs> it's ridiculous. So we're going to cover it, right? Yeah. So let's start this. And Dave, you're going to take us through this. Okay. Let me bring it up. And now it's time for ridiculous rumors from the outer rim that may prove true. And we apologize if it does. All right, Dave, please take us All through right. this. All right. The first first rumor comes from inverse.com. And it is Star Wars Episode Nine set leak might spoil Naomi Aki's shocking role. Mm-hmm. Uh, very little is confirmed about what goes down in Star Wars Episode Nine, but oh, recent, I go down. I go down if you know what I mean. A wink, recent, wink, ladies. <laughs> a recent set link might have just revealed who actress Naomi Aki is playing in the upcoming adventure. Now, let me just wager. Let me like. Uh, Pull, I'm gonna put some money on this. <laughs> okay. Now, is Naomi Aki a uh, dark-skinned woman? Is, yes, is she, she is. Uh, is she of the African race? Is she African American? Yes. Is she black? Yes. Okay. So let me let me see if I can figure this one out. She. They're trying to say that she's related to Lando, maybe Finn. <laughs> Go ahead. Continue. Let me see if I'm continue right. On? Okay. Yep. A redditor. A redditor going by the name of. Tamir Blog 1 posted to the Star Wars Speculation subreddit last week claiming to have been an extra on the set of Star Wars Episode 9 at Pinewood Studios in England. For the scene, they claimed to be part of a guerrilla militia in a secret type of bunker hmm. on the planet of Batuu. Uh, it was previously indicated that the uh, set details indicated Batuu is a major setting in the next film. The Redditor claims that in one scene, Poe, Finn, and Chewbacca interact with actor Dom Monaghan in a very cool costume, but the most interesting detail comes from Naomi Aki. Naomi Aki is here as Veranda Calrissian. Oh, look, I was right. <laughs> in other words, Aki might might be playing Lando Calrissian's daughter. Uh, <laughs> Not everybody who's black is related, related. to Lando. <laughs> it has to be Lando. It has to be. Uh, this obviously leads to so many questions, interesting questions. Did she know Ky Kylo Ren when they were younger? Has she ever met Luke Skywalker? Who is her mother? How does she feel about the Millennium Falcon? Uh, her mother is Sana Staros. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That would be messed up. <laughs> Why? Because Sana is... Sana's black too. Right. <laughs> Does she see uh, Leo Organa and Han Solo like an aunt and uncle? And that's it from that article. Okay. What is the next ridiculous rumor from the outer rim? From the outer rim, we have from express.com. 
Co.uk, which is infamous for all these leaks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Star Wars, Star Wars Nine leak describes this legendary Star Wars Rebels character, and the fans will go crazy. Star Wars uh, Nine leak describe a scene with one of the most iconic Star Wars Rebel characters. Uh, with one of the most iconic... God, this guy can't write either. Isn't that horrible to read? Uh, it's so bad nowadays. The more articles you read, the more you realize people do not know how to write. Yeah. It has been reported that G.J. Abrams will be bringing in eight new characters for episode nine. Jesus. The movie is already rather crowded, but the appearance of some major iconic characters from other canon works, like the animated series, would be a major nod to the dedicated fans especially those alienated after the last Jedi backlash persistent rumors and reports already indicate a large section of the movie going out into the unknown regions, as well as the description of Maz Kanata's space pirate ship. The latest leak describes Maz with one of the most popular star Wars characters of all time. Uh, the leak describes the following concept art, a pair of resistant fighters on board Maz Kanata's ship fighting off the First Order. Next to Maz is an older man with long, wavy hair sporting a green vest. He holds a cylindrical object in his hand, which may be a lightsaber. His skin tone is tan. The next image goes over a close-up of the character who has blue eyes. He appears to be around Luke's age from Last Jedi. Uh, this could be Ezra Bridger. <laughs> Not only does the subscription in H fit, the leak adds we went over the code names for the new character a while ago, and one of the names for the character was EB for Ezra Berger. Or maybe just EB. Probably just EB. Remember DJ? Oh, man. <laughs> oh, my God. That was the worst rumor. Oh, DJ is Ezra because in the uh, the Greek alphabet, D is actually E and J is actually B. Therefore, Ezra Bridger, EB. Ha-ha. Now, Ezra Bridger was a major character in the Star Wars Rebels animated series. He was last seen disappearing, presumed gone into the unknown regions along with Grand Admiral Thrawn. That's the end of that. All right, please take us to the next ridiculous rumor from the outer rim. Okay, this one has made the rain uh, has made the rains a uh, couple times. Again, this comes from Express.co.uk. Star Wars Nine leak major Luke scene, but he is not a Force ghost and is not a flashback. <laughs> Star Wars Nine. Leak describes an incredible long Luke Skywalker and Ray scene featuring the long lost green lightsaber. A recent image proved that the original Skywalker blue lightsaber was broken in the last Jedi between Ray and Kylo Ren. Now a new leak describes an intense scene between Ray and Luke who is holding the other green lightsaber. It also describes Wait, isn't Luke dead. That's <sighs> that's the thing. It also describes Luke as not looking like a force gross and also clean shaven, which means it can't be a flashback to a time spent together in Octo. <laughs> and that is, oh, it says Luke Skywalker is in front of Ray on a jungle world. <laughs> in the background are ancient stone steps that lead to some rooms, which appear to be a Jedi temple of some kind. <laughs> Luke appears to be in his physical form. As if he is not dead, but he may be a force ghost 
or more solid this time. I think people are writing their own fan fiction at this point. This sounds like fan fiction. This one sounds more like fan fiction than the Ezra one. Yeah. All right. Next one. Okay. The next one is Star Wars leak major Leia scene with a lightsaber. Oh, she's in a, a major scene with a lightsaber. That sounds very sexual. <laughs> actually, yeah, you gotta actually choose your. Uh, that sounds very sexual. Choose your headlines better. Leia, uh, express Leia is gonna have an intimate scene with a lightsaber. Ah, oh, moi, moi. <laughs> Back in December last year, Lucasfilm boss Kathleen Kennedy categorically, uh, categoric. Oh my God, he can't spell it either. Oh. Uh, confirmed Carrie Fisher would not appear in Episode Nine. <laughs> this position was completely reversed when it was revealed earlier this year that unused footage from The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi would provide a, a way to bring the story of Leia Skywalker to a close. Hmm. It was expected that Leia would be shown early in Episode 9 scenes before her death was somehow incorporated into the storyline. Right. However, new leaks claim Leia will not only be part of a powerful of a powerful and triumphant later scene, she will finally ignite a lightsaber. All right. Well, I mean, that's not as ridiculous as some of the others. I mean, that could be, it would be cool. That could be possible. I mean, we already know that she's extremely strong in the force and the force. And she has chosen a, a life of politics rather than the Jedi way. And but, we know that Luke trained her a little bit because it was hinted at the fact that Leia and Luke were still in contact with each other. Yeah, this rumor isn't as ridiculous as the others. Do we have any other rumors? Uh, last one. Okay. Last one is... Okay. Star Wars... Esquire.com has reported that a new leak has fans worried that Star Wars Episode Nine will have another Death Star-adjacent super weapon. Liar! Okay, first, I want to say... Who cares if it does? Who cares if it does? Because yeah. that is no different than having another Jedi or another lightsaber or another light freighter. It's the world of Star Wars, big super weapons and, and, and crafts. That's, that's, that's a part of Star Wars at this point. Now, if it's used the same way as the Death Star and it's the, the grand super weapon, and it's going to blow up a planet. If we see that again, okay, then I might also grown a bit but if they have a giant weapon who are, are we really going to get upset about it that's a that's almost an archetype of star wars at this point in fact it is an archetype of star wars at yeah, this point especially this one because this actually harkens back to the expanded universe which i particularly like yeah uh now in the article it says you would imagine that after two death stars and star killer base the bad guys in Star Wars universe would realize that creating a massive super weapon is never a great is not is never a very great evil plot. Wow. <laughs> but that might not stop Kylo Ren from giving it a shot. A new leak of Star Wars 9 concept art details this scene featuring Kylo Ren and the plans of a new death contraption. Uh Kylo Ren inside his throne room assumed to be the headquarters of the First Order, viewing a hologram form, a device held in his hand. Kylo appears to be examining three large super weapons that are in a cylindrical shape with an enormous engine on each side of Why? each super weapon. I don't think any of this is a big deal, if yeah. it is. Destroying the terrain on a planet. It's about the story itself. If that's the main threat, then I might get aggravated. 
But I, I, I can't see JJ because he is an excellent writer for these types of movies, these big tent pole blockbuster films. I can't see him doing that again and making that the the impending threat. I, I feel like they're going to go more intimate and continue that more personal threat like we saw in Last Jedi, because that's what he was setting up in The Force Awakens. Yeah. And but the one thing that has me interested now, we always talk about the the expanded universe Rolodex that we know JJ and Kathleen Kennedy have. We always ex- told people that the legends canon is still there, but it's kind of like a Rolodex that they can flip through and call. So back what on. are you thinking they're you're using? They're using the world devastators. If you've read the books, you're right. The one thing that basically the, one of the coolest weapons that they ever came up with that besides the sun crusher, in my opinion, was the that, world that was Devastator, Kip, right? Yeah, that was Kip. Sun Crusher was Kip. Duran, yeah. And Kip basically threw the Sun Crusher in a black hole. Yeah. But the other weapon that was introduced, I think it was, I'm trying to remember which book it was, but I think it was in the Thrawn trilogy. Right. Was the World Devastators, which those, those weapons were nasty because all it was was they plant it and apparently it kills all life around around the planet it sucks the force energy out of the planet yeah and i'm like going that though if they were to use the world devastator especially in be, connection to thrawn because there's also a rumor that thrawn may may make an appearance yeah also the connection to kylo ren and his storyline of how his force the the force storyline of kylo ren is very mystical i remember the world devastators these are dope these, these were those were nasty i think this guy who wrote this article and the people that are complaining about it don't really know what they are i actually remember this yeah and if you remember the comic book adaptation they don't they actually are very unique looking but as at the same time they resemble much of the the architecture of star wars, star they, wars. they look a lot like the uh droid uh the federation ships that take off yeah the spheres yes that take off uh, of geonosis when the jedi come to attack yeah and attack of the clones so I would be game to see those. That that's not more the same. A world devastator. That's t- totally different. If they had a spherical, you know, ship that was like the sun. Um, what's the one from Force Awakens? Uh, Star Killer. Like Star Killer or the Death Star. That's something like that. Then I'd be like, all right, you guys are returning to the well a little bit. Eh, let's not do that. Even if they if they use it in a different way, then I'd be okay with it. But yeah. even that might be returning to the well. You. Um, too many times yeah but the world devastators and the way they're describing them completely different yeah completely different and and i, I this guy I like, gets oh. an f and i'm gonna send him to hell <laughs> this guy gets an f and gets an f. but like honestly that would be a perfect weapon for kylo ren <laughs> not if you're an idiot <laughs> not if you're an idiot all right dave we gotta we gotta close out today's discussion thank you david for taking the reins on that little uh, ridiculous news Ridiculous rumors from the Outer Rim that may prove true. Thank you, David. Thank you. May the Force be with us. Hello, this is Stormtrooper One, and if you've missed any portion of the show, you can always head over to FromTheBackToTank.com and uh, listen to the show at your leisure. Uh, We're also on Stitcher, Smart Radio, Stitcher.com, search BACTA, and add us to your favorites. Thank you. Uh, listen responsibly and may the force be with you and long live thank you for listening to From the Back to Take and From the Back to Take
Geek is executive produced by Michael Flores and Dustin Lucas. Hosted by Michael Flores, David Zabal. You can find out more about our show by going to www.fromthebacktotank.com. You can also find us on Twitter at FromBackToTank, as well as Facebook, facebook.com slash FromTheBackToTank. 